Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChumbaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. This podcast is sponsored by Ramp. Are you the decision maker in your company? Consider this. For the first time in decades, there's a better option for a corporate card and spend management platform. Meet Ramp, the only corporate card and spend management system designed to help you spend less money so you can make more. Most corporate credit cards offer points as incentives, but those points amount to less than their worth in real cash value. Ramp's business cards offer you cash back, real money in your pocket. Plus, you control who spends what with each vendor. And Ramp's software collects and verifies receipts automatically, which means you'll stop wasteful spending and close your books in hours instead of days. Businesses that use Ramp add up to 5% to their bottom line the first year. If you're a decision maker, adding Ramp could be one of the best decisions you've ever made. And now get $250 when you join Ramp for free. Just go to ramp.com slash easy. Ramp.com slash easy. R-A-M-P dot com slash easy. Currents issued by Sutton Bank and Celtic Bank members of DIC terms and conditions apply. Support for this podcast comes from Frito-Lay in the 2023 Snack Bracket Championship. The Frito-Lay Snacket Challenge is underway, and fans are voting on their favorite snacks to crown champion. We're talking about primetime matchups between the best 64 snacks in the land. Will Ruffles Ridges reign supreme? Can Doritos defend their dynasty? Or will Smart Food use their smarts for a surprise upset? Only you can decide. Get in on all the action for a chance to win up to $1,000 or a year's worth of snacks. Let your snacks be heard. Just go to Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com to vote and enter for a chance to win. No purchase necessary. Sweepstakes ends April 3rd, 2023. Void but prohibited. Years worth of snacks awarded in the form of 52 coupons, each good for one bag of chips. See official rules at Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com. All right, what's shaking, Red Nation? This is Jeremy Brenner with another episode of The Dream Take, presented by The Dream Shake, home of all things Houston Rockets, on SBNation.com. I'm riding solo tonight, so we're going to pump out a shorter pod than what we're used to here, but we do have a lot to talk about today. Rockets fall to the Brooklyn Nets. Final score, Brooklyn 118, Houston 105. But we had a season-high 36 from Kevin Porter Jr. And a five or is it six? I lost count because he's been doing it for so long. Jalen Green dropped another Cool 30 took until the very end of the game, but there is still three zero in the box score for Jalen green. And that is 76 points combined out of your backcourt, which is, or excuse me, 66. I can't do math today, but 66 combined points from your, your starting backcourt, which is ultimately 
a way to win a basketball game. Unfortunately, tonight, not much else outside of the KPJ Jalen backcourt was really able to do anything. Alperon Shangun at 14 and 11, but those are the only three guys in double figures. Josh Christopher struggled tonight, only uh, only made two of his 11 shots from the field. Jay Sean Tate, two of 10. Garrison Matthews, one of seven, went 0 of six from the field. KJ missed all four of his three-point attempts. So, like, that to me is is just not – that. that's what's missing is you need one more piece. Well, the Rockets, after losing tonight's game with the Orlando Magic winning, the Rockets are now in pole position to be in the top five in that NBA draft. If, they have, if you have the worst record in the NBA, which the Rockets currently do at the moment, the worst pick you can get in the NBA draft is number five. So that is where the Rockets currently are. And when you add a guy like that, it's only going to enhance your team because it's going to force your team to work around those two guys. So if you're getting a big three, hypothetically, with Jalen, KPJ, and whoever you bring in, that is a way to win a basketball game that you could have won tonight that you didn't because you didn't have that extra third piece that would have driven some attention away from some three-point shooters, that would have driven some attention away from Kevin Porter and Jalen Green. Although the Nets proved tonight, and I'm not saying the Nets are a great defensive team by any means, but the Nets proved tonight that it was difficult to stop those guys. And also it was stopped to it was hard to stop Kyrie Irving tonight, 42 points for him. Kevin Durant struggled tonight though. He only had 18 points, which is low for him considering he does average, I believe, 30 points a game. That's pretty pretty solid. Went 4 of 13 from the field. But when you have Kyrie on your team, it kind of mitigates that. So they had 60 combined, and Kevin Porter, Jalen Green had 66. And you lose this game by 13. So, and another another place that you kind of look at this, Brooklyn shot 40% from three, the Rockets, only 25%. That's why you lost this game. It's not because Kevin Porter wasn't playing the point guard position enough or because, you know, guys just weren't playing good defense. The defense was a lot better tonight than we saw on Sunday and, and over the last couple of games. I thought the defense actually tonight was fine. I really don't have much of an issue with it. It's, it's hard to stop Kyrie, but offensively is where the team struggled tonight. Number uh, – a top five pick is going to change the team. I don't have any qualms about tonight's loss. I think the Rockets just were in a shooting funk outside of Kevin Porter and Jalen Green. And I saw a lot of discourse on Twitter throughout the game um, about, you know, Kevin Porter, oh, he should just be a wing. Oh, he should just be a, you know, a two guard. Why is he the point guard? And I, I don't know, like – I need to hear from someone that really says that instead of just putting it out in a tweet. But to me, the way that I saw it was Kevin Porter had what four assists tonight. Yeah. Four assists tonight, but you add on like three or four more and they come from like guys like Garrison Matthews who who misses shots or KJ's missing his shots or Christopher's missing his shots. There's a good opportunity for Kevin Porter to get 
those three or four extra assists and 36 and eight from your starting point guard. That sounds more like it. I think Kevin Porter's assist numbers are down tonight because his teammates weren't knocking down the shots. And he only had three turnovers too. It's an improvement from Sunday when he had eight, he had eight assists, eight turnovers. And if you look in the season, he's averaging six assists. So it's not where you want it to be. But I think if you get a team that is better, it's a better shooting team. Those assist numbers will go up and I'm not, I'm not worried about that. The whole point guard debate with Kevin Porter, Kevin Porter will never be a traditional point guard. I think, I think it's time to put that narrative to rest once and for all, if it hasn't already been put to rest. But the thing with the Rockets is they're not trying to build a traditional team necessarily. They're not trying to build a traditional roster per se. They're trying to build the best team that they can with the pieces that they have. And there is a winning formula there. They're about, I said, I've been saying throughout the season, they're a quarter of the way there because they've won a quarter of their games. And I think they're a little bit, a little bit more than a quarter ever since like, ever since the middle of March that like when Christian Wood and, and Dennis Schroeder have been shut down, that's when I've seen some growth, maybe from about 25% to 30%. I think these guys are getting it. I think they're getting there. I liked a lot of the hustle plays that were made in the first half. And then you saw it in the second half as well, especially in that fourth quarter when the Rockets were trying to inch back into the game. The problem was they just made the hole too deep for themselves in that second quarter. And that's ultimately what, pushed them to a double-digit deficit and they stayed there for most of the game tonight. But I do like the direction this team is going in. It's baby steps with these guys. It really is baby steps with these guys, but I do think that these last couple of games haven't been baby steps. They've been more, they've been bigger steps, honestly. Probably the biggest steps we've seen the whole season. And while tonight I don't think is necessarily like a leap, I think maybe for Kevin Porter, it's a leap. I think having 36 tonight is impressive. I just wish that it would have come in a win, but that's not on Kevin Porter. Tonight's loss is not on Kevin Porter. He had a season high 36. It's it's just, to me, I, I think a lot of fans are frustrated just because it's like, I don't know. They have this vision of Kevin Porter Jr. And, Like, that's what we need to do with these guys. We need to take any preconceived ideas as to what this team can be and just knock them, like, knock them out and, like, totally not even think about it. Because I I believe that this team is trying to evolve with the NBA and evolve with the league and become kind of the future in a way. And that means that Kevin Porter might not necessarily be the point guard that like and look, James Harden was not a traditional point guard either. The Rockets have never been a team, at least in the last you know ten years or so, that has been a quote unquote traditional team. And that's like and that's and what we're seeing is the signs of a non traditional team, a team that is trying to win in a different way than I think what we're used to seeing. And I'm curious to see as to who they draft this summer 
because it will kind of push. I, I think if you draft Jabari or Chet or Paolo, like, I think your team looks different in each of the three ways. It's like you have three paths and you got to, and each one leads to a different outcome. I do think that there is a difference in who you draft, but at the same time, this team is Kevin Porter Jr. and Jalen Greens. And they have proven that once again tonight, tonight, maybe more so than ever. If we can get 60 plus points out of those guys on a nightly basis, they're going to win most of their games. Tonight, they just so happen to run into another dynamic duo that just so happens to be better than them. But to be fair, not a whole lot of teams have a duo that's better than Kyrie and Katie. And hopefully it will get to a point where there aren't too many teams that can beat a Kevin Porter and a Jalen Green. So I am riding solo tonight, but... I do I do like a little bit of company. We do have a small audience here on Spotify Green Room. I see a lot of regulars up here. Don't see a lot of people that usually come up and speak. But if tonight is a new night for you, if you feel like it is your time to come up, come chop up some rockets for me, hit that speaker request button and I will get you up here. We'll talk a couple of minutes before we sign off here. There isn't a whole lot more else to this this game tonight, though. Like, there isn't a whole lot of newness that I learned tonight from this team. Maybe it it kind of revitalized the idea that Kevin Porter and Jalen Green can work and can coexist. But I just, to me, it's like it, this is game number eighty. We've seen eighty games now from the Rockets, and they are twenty and sixty. So they are exactly a quarter-baked team, a quarter-baked team right now. But a lot of these losses they've had within the last week could have been wins. I think tonight's game, out of the five or so that we've seen in the last two weeks, is the least likeliest of the ones that where they could have won. I think tonight was the first double-digit loss in this since the Portland Road Series. So they're they're doing fine. They're doing A-OK. The kids are all right. It doesn't seem like I'm going to get a speaker request tonight, but that's OK. No worries. We do appreciate everyone that comes and listens to us live after these games and also listens to us on demand. But we've got two games left in the season. If the Rockets lose out, they will have the best odds uh, to get. They will be locked into that top five. They'll go 20 and 62 for the year. But don't count out these Rockets. They are a competitive bunch, and it wouldn't surprise me if they do pull out one of these wins. In fact, it it might happen on Sunday because the Rockets are at home, and they're going to play the Hawks, who are already kind of locked into that play-in series, and the Rockets might not have – you know, the Rockets might be locked into that top overall, the worst record anyway. So – I think there's a chance the Rockets pull out a win here. I would love to see the Rockets end the season on a win just to kind of give you that, you know, give you that smile into the off season after a really tough year once again. Um, but, you know, these losses, the last, I think it's what, they're on a six game losing streak now, five game losing streak. I think it's a five game losing streak, but they haven't felt as bad as the others, if that makes sense. I mean, every loss sucks. Don't get me wrong. I hate losing. 
and I would not want to see the Rockets lose. I'd much rather see a win regardless of where the Rockets are, if they're 20 and 62 or 82 and 0. But I will say that these losses have looked, you know, they've been competitive in every game so far in the last five or six games. And they look good doing it. Like, I mean, tonight they struggled, but the fact that Kevin Porter and Jalen Green are still balling out, it, it, it makes me it makes me optimistic for the future. That's that's a good word. Optimism in Houston. And it's probably, you know, going into last offseason, there wasn't a whole lot of that. And for most of the season, there hasn't been a whole lot of that. But now, like I said, I said a couple episodes ago, I'm about as high on this Rockets team that I've ever been right now. And it's nights like tonight that fuel that optimism for me. So hopefully we can lead that into Friday's game against Toronto. We'll face our old friend Armani Brooks. That game is going to be tough to, to win. Toronto's been playing really well as of late, to my understanding. They are playing for a top six seed to get out of that play-in. And actually, I'm looking right now, based on the standings I see today, they are fifth in the East. Fifth in the East. They're three and a half games ahead of the play-in. The play-in's already locked, believe it or not. So they're in the top six. So there's not a whole lot to play for. There's two and a half games that separate them in Milwaukee. So not playing for home court advantage. They might end up resting their guys, and it gives the Rockets a chance to win on, on Friday. There's, there's a chance there. And for the Hawks, the Hawks are already locked into the play-in. They hold a 41 and 38 record, same as the Nets. They might be trying to play for that eight because there is a big difference between the eight seed and the nine seed. So we'll see. I think I I think the Rockets will win one of these last two games. I think they will. I think it's going to happen. Hopefully, it happens on Friday, and we'll come and talk it out here on Spotify Green afterwards or on the Sunday. Mike and I will wrap up the season together on Sunday. And then during the off season, we've talked about it a little bit. We're thinking about multiple episodes each week. So we're not going to do it as, so we'll still do it about as frequently as we would during the regular season. There will be more of a schedule and him and I are working that out so that it fits his schedule, fits my schedule. We're also going to try to bring on some guests, some other rockets, Twitter uh, people, might try to get some people that work for the Rockets. If there's anybody that you would like to see as a guest on the Dream Take, hit me up on Twitter at Jeremy Brenner and or at the Dream Take at or at Dreamshake SBN. And we'd be more than happy to listen to your feedback, listen to your suggestions. We'd love to know who you guys want to come and talk to us. We've had uh we've had Craig Ackerman before, we've had uh, Kaylee Griffin before. Love to have Ryan on the podcast. I think that'd be fun. Um, but as well as other people in Rockets Twitter, you know, because that's, you know, that's our people too. So uh, we would love to kind of be part of the community and to do our part and uh, to engage the community more. So that'll be happening this offseason. We're really looking forward to it. And I think this is a good place to park the rocket ship now. Short and sweet tonight. And that's all that she wrote. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at the Dream Take and at DreamShakeSBN. You can also head to our website, thedreamshake.com. 
home of all things Houston Rockets at SBNation.com. We'll be back on Friday with another episode of the Dream Take for the penultimate regular season podcast episode. And if you'd like to follow me on Twitter, you can do so at Jeremy Brenner. That's J-E-R-E-M-Y-B-R-E-N-E-R. Thank you guys so much for tuning into this episode of the Dream Take. And until next time, go Rockets. Today's episode is brought to you by Cars.com. With over 2 million vehicles and 50,000 more added every day, Cars.com will match you with the perfect car for you, your budget, your life, your style. And if you're ready to say goodbye to your current car, Cars.com will get you an instant offer to cash it in. Just start by entering your license plate and get matched with a local dealer who will write you the check. So whether you're looking to buy or sell, just go to cars.com. It's magical. Hello, I'm Neil Patel, the editor-in-chief of The Verge and host of Decoder, a business podcast where I interview CEOs about big ideas, the problems that come from those ideas, and how they make decisions. It is also surprisingly about org charts. It comes up a lot. We're launching a new limited series that we're calling the Centennial Series, where I talk to CEOs of companies that are over 100 years old, like Xerox, Barnes & Noble, and more. There's no 100-year-old company that's without its struggles, and it's been fascinating to talk to these CEOs about which parts of these companies' history are important and which parts they can let go. A little spoiler for you, if a company is over 100 years old, there's a lot of drama to talk about. It's been a good time. You can listen to the Centennial series right in the Decoder feed. New episodes of Decoder are out on Tuesday, and the Centennial series is out on Thursdays. Check it out. We think you're really going to like it. You can get it wherever you get your podcasts.